morning, afternoon, night. This is We Are Not Prepared, and we are your hosts, Byron and Mark Ivy. Welcome to... Are we live? Yes. Oh, we are? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we are not... The We Are Not Prepared show sitting in for Mark Ivy is Byron's grandmother, Ethel. And I've fallen and I can't get up, Byron. If you, if you hear this voicemail, I'm on the floor and I'm... I'm, I'm wrapped up in my, my hundred foot cord, phone cord, Byron, and there's Jello everywhere. Please come. How old's your grandma, Byron? Like two hundred. Well, she would be pretty old if she was still living. But I will tell you that if you knew my grandmother, she would crack up at that what you just did. She had a wicked sense of humor. My great-grandma used to get wrapped up in her long phone cord. Did she? <laughs> yeah, my grandma. Walking around. Yeah. We it used was to. so long. <laughs> now, my mom, my mom worked in the evening, and she, she didn't want us going outside at night when she wasn't there. So we had, like, this 100-foot phone cord, and I would pull the cord all the way out in the, to the, like, front yard. And we would be down the block, <laughs> and I would hear the phone ring, and I'd haul it like from oh, that's the block great. and pick it up. And she goes, "What are you doing? No, nothing." What so you, you really had a long phone cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, in those days. Well, well, good morning, good afternoon, or good night, whenever you're listening to this, or good Kwanzaa. Anyway, we have a guest today who is like petrified to be here with us, but <laughs> we're glad you're here. Amy, I want to be a millionaire. Million, how are you? <laughs> Amy, m -m -m million, million, million. <laughs> Hello. Um, thank you for having me. You're you're much more sweeter on air because before we clicked the the red button she was on demanding when yes. she's Where's my fidget thing? <laughs> she needed a fidget thing, water. My water! This isn't Fiji! <laughs> it wouldn't have been Fiji. What is this, recycled plastic? <laughs> I hate the environment. No, Amy loves the environment, I think. Do you love the environment? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, we should be nicer. Yeah, you're a nice person. You seem nice. And you have three kids, three children. Three, yes. One's, one, and one's in the Army. Yes, Marine. Xander is, no, Army, Oklahoma National Guard. Now, why, why did he do the Army? Because you were a Marine. Mm-hmm. Hold on, so you guys know each other? Yes. How? For a little bit. Well, she's wife number two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what a spec. Man, I know this is not prepared, but I wish I was prepared because that's a big day. No, nice she, to meet you. she is not. <laughs> I, I did not know that. <laughs> you were asleep. She was asleep during the wedding. I had a priest come in. <laughs> did, did she say I do? Yeah, she was snoring. That was yes. Yeah. I don't snore. <laughs> Fast forward, Bill, because she said I do. Sorry. So anyway, so you have 
So your son's in the Army, but you were in the Marines. Yes. Was it heartbreaking to you that he went in the Army instead of the Marines? No, as long as he didn't do the Air Force. That was fine. My (laughs) father-in-law is an airman, just retired Chief Lankford. Why not Air Force? Too big of paper pushers? It's just, they all have different mindsets, different mentalities, and different missions, but they are all, he wouldn't have fit in. Mm -hmm. So. Now, were you a badass when you went in the Marines? Just in your own mind? No. No? Not at all. I don't think so. What drew you to, well, real quick before I forget, um, the day of 9-11, I was in sixth grade, and we had a substitute teacher, and he was a Marine. He was pissed. And um, he was, before that, he was telling us, like, Marine jokes, and he goes, uh, I'm sure you've heard them all, and I know it's, like, kind of a dad joke, but he said, uh, um, what's the difference between, or how's, what's the difference between a Marine and an airman clearing a building? Uh, the, an airman makes sure he turns off the lights and a Marine makes sure nothing, nothing's breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Anyways, what drew you to be, is it in the family or? No, I mean, we have a lot of military in the family, but um, I was the only one, I thought I was the only one to choose Marines. And then once I enlisted, I found out my great aunt was a Marine. Another, wow. So the only two women were Marines. So how old um, would your great aunt have been when she, she joined? She was uh, in the reserve band during World War II. Wow. So she did that. Now did you, okay, was boot camp hard for you? Um, Yeah. It was terrible. Was it? Yes. Because I, I was not an athlete. Like, mm. I barely passed the physical fitness test to go. And then suddenly you're climbing mountains and... Well, that's interesting. So the physical part is what you... But not the mental. You could deal with the yelling and the... Oh, yeah. That was easy. That was easy. The yelling was easy. Uh I would have broke down crying. (laughs) I would have laughed. I would have a hard time not laughing and then I'd have to do a million push-ups. If you prepared and you know that nobody's out to get you, Mm -hmm. that's just what they have to do to train you. Now, when did you go? How long ago were you in the Marines? Eight years. Ago? Mm-hmm. So, oh, not ago. I was in for a total of eight years. I've been out for 20 years this year. So not a lot of women were in when you went in. No. When I enlisted in the Marine Corps, only 5% were women, and now it's up to 8 I so, bet when your great-grandma it was less than 2 It was less than. Maybe yeah. 1. Yeah. And they put her in a band. What do you mean? She was a musician. They put it. Okay. The band, see. Oh, the band. I thought you were like in a van. I was like, no, she okay. was in a band. The, then they put her in a van. <laughs> What'd she play? French horn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, any issues with the men? Your your brothers in arms? You could tell us. We will tell no one. Like, what issues? Like, just I did mean, you ever, were you ever like, Harassed, harassed, or, or not like. Well, that's everywhere. I'm not asking like sexual. I just did you ever? Were you ever like? Did you ever have to say, "Hey, enough"? Or did you ever think about having to express your, you know, discomfort to anyone? Not that you uh, had any. Uh, I'm just. Or did you just punch them in the nose as hard as you can? Yeah. I mean, all of the above. Really? I mean, it's everywhere. It's you did a nose punching. Hmm. Mm, I don't think so. I mean, it's possible, but I don't think so. You might have punched someone in the nose. No, no. Did you find yourself 
trying to like if you know everyone talks locker room talk oh guys being guys did you ever find yourself like catering towards like the i'm doing i'm being horrible right now. i'm i'm being prejudiced against what i think a marine is but my marine buddies are all what i'm basing my judgment off of i mean you're not wrong yeah I remember, so my brother, his roommate was a Marine, and I remember getting to go up and stay with him at college, and, you know, they'd be drinking and stuff, and I'd be like, what is that noise? It's like 1 a.m. It's like, oh, it's two can bear it, headbutton. These two Marines were just hammered, just like, go, yeah, douche, yeah. <laughs> and so I, that was like my first experience of a Marine. I totally believe it. I totally take, believe this it. Is too, wait, this is TMI. Um, he, my brother would say, hey, uh, Jason needs toilet paper. Go give him. He's using the restroom. I'm like, I don't want to. He said, go give him toilet paper. He just yelled for toilet paper. So I ran in toilet paper, opened the door, and he's sitting going number two with a gas mask on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is the craziest Marine I've ever met. I think that's, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're all crazy. We're all crazy. I, uh, okay. I, I want to, I have a million more Marine questions, but just, I I do stand up comedy sometimes. I haven't done it for a little bit, but no the, one laughs. No one. Well, this one. This is what this story is about. Okay, I'll be quick. So I'm at Othello's Italian restaurant in Norman. They do. Mm-hmm. They open. They have an open mic Tuesday nights, and I had done it four times prior to this night, and it had been four great experiences. Right. So this time I'm feeling like, oh, I'm this stuff's easy. Bombing. What's bombing? So a female marine goes on before me. I've never seen her, never, you know, don't know her history. But after later that night, I did see like people sucking up to her. She tours a little bit. So like she, you know, she's on another level. Had mm-hmm. no idea. She was working stuff out. You know, it wasn't hilarious, but she's working stuff out. Right. It eventually will be. I get on stage right after her and I decide to say this. Or I was like, this gal's a Marine. I got a better chance of being a Marine than she does. And I have my cane up there. I'm blind. I think that's funny because How's a blind guy going to be? But it got taken. It crickets. No one <laughs> laughed at all. And I, I sweat just started pouring down. And the rest of my four minutes were just nothing but crickets. And then to make matters worse, since this is my first time there, I couldn't find my way off the stage or my seat. And so, like, now I'm, I've bombed. Not only bombed, I can't find my seat. So, like, I'm tinking my cane around. And the host is like, all right, next up. Tink, tink. Next up is tink tink. Could someone help him? <laughs> and I just like sit there like. <laughs> because so anyways, you said don't make that fun you of, couldn't be better than her. Don't make fun of veterans, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, especially Marines, probably. Right. It was just a taste. It not. Yeah. It was. I learned my lesson that night, and I love our troops. <laughs> Greatest gift that you got from being a Marine that helps you today? You think? Tenacity. By far. You are? Yes, very. Oh, because I, I, I know Amy, and I tell you, I just, one of the things I like about you is if I got in a fight, <laughs> not physical, it, but if I just got in a fight, I just think you would be somebody great to have in my corner. Mm-hmm. When you go to, like, restaurants and stuff, do you evaluate where you're sitting like do you sit next to exits or like do you, are you always aware of that stuff oh yes yeah yeah but i mean i don't know if that's just from being a marine if that's just 
meat also. Okay. I mean, but yeah, I got to put my back to the right place. This must where it's not gonna be feel off. pretty good here because we have you in a closed off room. Yeah. yeah that yeah. locks from the outside. <laughs> padded room. Yeah. I'm in a padded already, room already. Already, you, you are in a padded room. Right? <laughs> Nobody's going to come out with straight jackets. <laughs> and I've already peed in all four corners. So oh, doing it anyway. hey, I have a personal, uh, it's kind of nosy. Um, have you ever dealt with PTSD? Yeah. So I, um, I have some, I'm sure Byron has some questions on that too, but that's just a fascinating thing that when I read and listen in the daily, the New York times, their little morning podcast yesterday had, um, a segment on like 20 minutes on veterans lobbying for, uh, mushrooms, uh, psilocybin mm-hmm. to deal with PTSD and some other psychedelics. That is, it sounds like a thing. They should, they should, the research is there. So do you have any experience with that? I don't know if you can answer that. I don't know who your employer is. <laughs> wink, wink once. <laughs> we will tell no one. Yeah. That's the compl- we will edit that out. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Interesting. So, you're, so you are, you, you believe in, in that yes. should be available. Explore everything. Let them. They want to. Explore everything. Mm-hmm. That's the key. That's mm-hmm. the, that's it. Explore I mean, everything. isn't that the real issue with everything right now? I think the whole world should take shrooms. Yeah. No, like, but uh, yeah. it, it, it's funny, I, but, I mean, but explore everything is a, that's a, I mean, that's a, that's a freeing thought, you know? And we're going the opposite way where we want to ban everything. Well, it's but, just like prohibition and it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, but all of the research on, uh, psilocybin started in the 60s and into the 70s, and it was only the war on drugs that stopped it, but really just put it underground. But they halted all of that research. Right, 50 years ago or so. I, that's exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they, they, they there stopped. was some real, uh, and then Nixon came out with the war, and it all went away. Yep. It became an underground thing, and then he, a lot of the um, the Vietnam War and the protests just got linked to really those protesters on acid and it created that effect, you know. Well, and now we've just created this enormous market. Right. So like now how do you stop it? Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, for some of these, I don't mean to be dramatic, but it's like a tragedy for some of these mm-hmm. veterans who have, could have something. It's like the whole, it's just a, a oversight of, of power really. Like the whole crack thing. You got folks, what's, what's the deal between it's crack and cocaine and they were serving, they were giving them sentences for the same, even though one was like way less than the other, but just because of the name crack, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like that type of, it's like, how do you miss the ball like that? Money. So, Re-elections. Leaving drugs for just a moment. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Byron's Le- getting Nancy. No, I, I am not. So when people say things like, to you, thank you for your service, like complete strangers. But you're cheating because uh, we've already talked about this. Did we? <laughs> yes. But I forgot. What did I? But mm-hmm. it. But it. How dare you be prepared? Yeah, yeah. You can, you're cheating. You can't prepare. Son of a! <laughs> you swore we would never be prepared. I. But you have to remember, I don't remember things, and then they like pop in my head again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, 
Hey, I, I want to hear you it. conveniently forget where you heard them. Yes. Um, Shouldn't be. No, I just, that's a new thing that started after September 11th, and I just think it's annoying. I don't want to be thanked for my service. How do I thank you, though? Because I vote. So, okay, but you don't want me to let you know that. It's um, just, or maybe I just don't feel like I did anything. So. But I mean, okay, so really, because we could do the same thing. We could come to you and go, Mark, your father, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. Or your wife, thank you for your service. Or the guy that's serving our Chick-fil-A, thank you for your My pleasure. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that would be weird for me, too. It well, that's feels, a different— It just feels weird. But that's a different just, thing. I know what you're talking about, but, like, the Chick-fil-A guy, the the wife, they're all doing that. And, yeah, they made a choice, too. But there, I, there's a—you made a choice to put your life on the line. I don't care what you did over there. You joined— I didn't go over there. Okay. <laughs> like, that, I didn't oh, go. But you could, you could I have. went to Japan and had the most fun ever. Well, that's <laughs> an awesome experience. But you didn't know yeah. you were going in to have the best time ever. You were going in to serve our country. And from what, from the way I understand it is when you sign up, you don't know exactly where that's taking you, but you're signed up for it. Mm, I mean, probably not for me because when I enlisted, women still weren't doing a whole lot. Uh, we were still not in combat, and in the Marine Corps, we were we were just starting to fly. This was in '95, and I mean, I had I had a really good recruiter, so I was prepared. But I had a guaranteed contract, and I knew I was going to be aviation because that's what he suggested. Because I would be more protected there, it would be good. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be in a bad environment. And he came from aviation also, so he knew. Um, and I had the scores to get there. So I had a guaranteed contract. So I knew where I was going and then I'd be fine. But so my you're, a main, spo- you're a spoiled veteran. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But I was also his only female recruit that made it through boot camp. And then I made it. Um, I was accepted to an officer training program. How many females were in your boot camp? I don't even remember. I mean, there, there were like 60 in each platoon. And four platoons for a battalion. And out of all the platoons, you're the one? No. You're a platoon? Yes. Okay. Um, No, I mean, there's a whole women's battalion in Paris Island, South Carolina. Okay. So, but still not very many. But then the officer training class, I was one of five women in a class of 85 that was chosen over the all of the applicants in the Marine Corps. And you said eight years of service? Mm-hmm. What did, did you have a hard time finding your way back into just civilian life? Not really. Um, Life's just a breeze for you, huh, it, Amy? It, it, yeah. <laughs> because I'll I was in that— I'll never thank you for that... your service. <laughs> I don't like your service. No, I'm just I got to phase kind of into it because when I was in that commissioning program, I got to come back home and go to school at OU. So getting paid active duty pay and going to school, and I was in my hometown, so I was kind of half and half. And then it got really hard for you, and you had to go to Japan and drink sake. I did that before. Oh, okay. Before. I did that before. Were you there during the earthquake? No. I don't remember. I was in Okinawa. Okay. So now your children were born 
After you got back? Yes. Okay. Where's yes. the name Xander come from? One of my favorite baseball players is from Aruba, Xander Bogarts. I got it from the movie Triple X. Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh, monkey man. <laughs> That's for, so then you came back, and so you have, like, three wonderful kids. Mm-hmm. And, one, and your son, is he's serving now. So the one yeah. thing I've learned talking to you this morning is uh, – I am not going to thank him for his service when I see him. <laughs> I just go. He, he'll he probably do the same thing because he told me yesterday, he's like, you know, I still haven't seen any. Like, this is weird. You know, he's still not sure about it yet because he's, he's tried to say he wasn't seeing any benefits from it yet. They haven't really done any training. Hmm. So see, for he's me, just starting to go to the drills. See, I would just be taking advantage completely. Like, they go, thank you for your service. And I go, could I get a seat up closer to the pilot, please? <laughs> you got a free meal at Landrun. They went to Landrun after drill in their uniforms, and uh, somebody paid their tab. So he thought that was cool. He hadn't experienced that yet. You know, I, I, it's really interesting when COVID first hit, and uh, the nurses, everybody mm-hmm. was doing the same thing with nurses and going, thank you for your service. So I remember one night going over to our hospital and because when everybody was locked down. and but I think you probably should be thanking the nurses. <laughs> but I hope the, I did, So we were honking our cars and saying thank you because they couldn't leave the hospital mm-hmm. and they'd wave. And uh, so it's so interesting because about six months, you go six months in the future of that, and then people are, like, having all these violent attacks towards her. And so it's just interesting watching how the entire public sentiment changed from thank you for what, for your service to why the hell are you making us wear these masks in these hospitals? And uh, who? The, so it's just interesting how... Um, <clears throat> It's just interesting how public sentiment changes and how um, one day people can be saying, thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. And then the next day they could be pooping on your head saying. Mm -hmm. uh, No, you're totally right. I mean, I've even seen veterans complaining about still having to go into the VA hospital and wear a mask for others. Yeah. So it's how... How's your experience with the VA? How are you? I love it. Yeah? Yeah. The VA. You are, every answer or every question <laughs> I ask you, nothing, anything's wrong, but you're, it's not what I think you're going to say. Yeah, I'm kind of. This is why we do, <laughs> we are not prepared. My my boss out at Tinker, when I started working at New View, um, we had a like a 16-person um, job site out there, and he was a Marine. And uh, <laughs> he was on the phone with the VA because he hadn't got his check for three months. And I just hear him in the office next to me going, I'm not dead. I'm talking to you. Like they had said he died and he wasn't getting his his um his check or whatever every every month. And he's like, I'm not he's like always complaining about the VA. And I hear people, you know, whether it's long waits or whether it's, you know, the whatever it is, but you're saying your experience is great I with mean, it. It hasn't been perfect, but I can't complain about it sure. at all. I mean, they've been my primary health care for for almost 20 years. Amy, I want you to, it's refreshing. to mm-hmm. look at this, that you are trying to keep a positive attitude about life. Mark is trying to <laughs> rain on your parade. 
And so he's complaining because you're positive. But so. it's but it's uh, it's a breath of fresh air. I love uh, you. You're not wrong, Byron. <laughs> like yeah, I will get you to hate your life by the time you. Live. Oh, now, there are days I do. I mean, we should have done this last week. The VA thing, like it's I. It, it goes to show you need to talk to a lot of people because. Yeah, it's a different experience for you need everybody. to talk to a lot of people anyway, and that way you know who to call when you have something yeah, <laughs> that you can't fix. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I ain't afraid of no ghosts, and so this will feel worthwhile to you. Amy. You are a financial planner, and if people would like financial planning, you should talk to Amy, especially. You kind of gear towards helping females, don't you? Yes. And uh, so why? I specialize in divorce. In divorce. Yes. Um, because I learned through, um, I just went through a pretty terrible one and it lasted for way too long and it, just, it didn't have to be like that. Um, so now I've helped women process um the Qualified Domestic Relations Order, which split retirement plans. I've always done that, but it was always on the back end after the divorce. Mm. And in dealing with mine, I learned that you really do need a financial neutral to help you see. And attorneys don't know everything. They don't know everything about splitting assets or valuing retirement plans or even projecting a future cash flow and net worth. So it's I figured out I had to go to California to find what I needed. Um, So I've discovered, you know, that there is a designation for it. And um, I've already taken a family from start to finish without any court filings and divorced and saved the house and credit scores and everything. Saved so so much money, too. And that's it. I mean, I provide my clients with the most affordable way to stay out of the family court system. So to get in touch with you. Do we go to your, do you have a webpage? Yes, go to my webpage. It's millionwm.com. Click the link below, everyone. Yes, there's a divorce-specific page, uh, divorce analysis, and I also do tax preparation and regular investment management and advisory. Okay, I might let you do my taxes. Uh, One question. You are not a woman. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, I will be tomorrow. Um, (laughs) We have lots of men, too, but, you know, most of the men that hire me, it's to take care of their wives. Okay. One question before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. So when someone gets divorced, the whole 50-50 thing, is it ever 50-50? No. And I'm not talking about, like, children, money-wise. No, and I think it's important to realize that— to have a financial advisor or analyst help you look at this and knowing how to split retirement plans uh, with certain tax implications and how to avoid those, uh, the divorce might not always look 50-50 in order to make it equitable. So equal is not equitable. Equitable. Byron? Our word for the day is Equitable. equitable for Amy Winehouse Million for Jackie Chan. I'm Chris Rock. You've been listening to this I'm, is the Not Prepared Show, but Byron has one more thing. I'm not. I just I'll just be quiet over here and say good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Do shrooms. <laughs>